A lot of you would have heard about a spyware called Pegasus. It's a software that was developed by the NSO Group around 2011. Now, this is supposed to be a legally used software, uh, which the company states that it provides authorized governments the technology that helps them to combat terror and crime. Um, NSO has been accused of multiple things, and as a result, in between, they have published sections of contract which requires customers to use its products only for criminal and national security investigations, as it has stated that it's an industry requirements and approach towards human rights. So, what's the problem with this? Today's episode, we are going to talk about how the software has been reportedly used in Thailand and it's been used against um, activists and people who are doubtfully not criminal or under national security investigation. So before we get into the meat of the matter and, and what's happening in Thailand, um, let's look at what's been going on with Pegasus and uh, what is Pegasus. And gentlemen, welcome to Security Lah Podcast, Season 2. So Pegasus is a software that's targeting the iOS platform. Uh, nope, not the Cisco iOS, but the Apple iPhone iOS platform. Yeah, that's a long story because Cisco originally owned the tra trademark iOS and eventually Apple bought it over for their product. So now, referring specifically to the Apple iOS, um, the original exploitation was identified somewhere around August 2016. And Arab human rights defender Ahmed Mansour received a text message uh, promising about quote-unquote secrets on torture that's happening in prisons in uh, UAE. Uh, by following a link. Mansour sent the link to Citizen Lab, uh, which is located in the University of Toronto, which investigated, uh, together with the collaboration of Lookout, to find out if Mansour had followed the link, it would have jailbroken his phone, implant, implanted a spyware into it in a form of social engineering. So they've discovered that uh, that particular link uh, exploited three previously unknown and unpatched vulnerability. Essentially, it's a zero-day vulnerability in iOS. According to the analysis, uh, the software can jailbreak an iPhone when a malicious URL is opened. So the software installs itself, collects all the communication information, location, and all other things that you can find uh, within the device. You can even collect Wi-Fi passwords. They noticed that the software code referenced an NSO group product called Pegasus in a leaked marketing material. So Pegasus had previously come into light uh, from a leak from hacking team, uh, which indicated that the software has been supplied 
two governments of Panama in 2015. And a whole lot of governments, uh, even around Southeast Asia, uh, when the leak was discovered. So, naturally, Citizen Labs and Lookout notified Apple's security team and they patched the flaw within 10 days and released an update for iOS. The patch for macOS was then released uh, six days later. So, did it stop there? Obviously not. There were several lawsuits that was outstanding in 2018 claimed that NSO Group had helped clients operate software and therefore participated. That means became part of the people who did all of these violations and human rights uh, initiated by clients. And two months after the murder and the dismemberment of a Washington Post journalist, Jamal Khashoggi, a Saudi human rights activist in the Saudi Arabian consulate in Istanbul, Turkey, uh, Saudi dissident uh, Omar Abdulaziz, a Canadian resident, filed a suit in Israel against NSO Group, accusing the firm of providing Saudi government with surveillance software to spy on him and his friends, uh, including Jamal Khashoggi. So in December 2020, an Al Jazeera investigative show uh, called The Hidden is More Immense covered Pegasus and its penetration into phones of media professionals, activists, and it's used by some countries, for example, Israel, to eavesdrop on both opponents and allies. So what makes Pegasus so special or so dangerous? Um, Pegasus uses a methodology called zero-click exploit. Essentially what it means is that there's no intervention required uh, by the user. Traditionally, what the attackers will do is they'll probably send you a link or send you a document and you need to click on the link or do something or open a PDF file. And, and there's some action that's required by the target person in order for the exploitation to take place. But specifically for Pegasus, what we notice is that you don't even need that. So for example, there was a vulnerability that leveraged on iMessage and uh, there was a demo that was done where uh, a brand new phone was taken out of the box and once it got turned on, went live, as in con got connected to the carrier, exploitation happened and immediately all the details and, and the data that's available in the phone is now available through this platform. So as you can see how very critical and very dangerous these kind of softwares are. You won't know you got exploited. There's nothing there that tells you that you have a vulnerability inside, unless if you actually go in and do something about it. So it's quite dangerous. And once Pegasus gets installed, uh, it's been reported that it's able to run arbitrary code, which means that uh, it can install any other applications, uh, run any code, extract contacts, call logs, messages, photos, web browsing history, settings, as well as gather information from other apps. So for example, uh, iMessage, Gmail, Viber, Facebook, WhatsApp, Telegram, and Skype. So in April 2017, uh, after a lookout report, Google researcher discovered there was an Android malware. So guys who are using Android, don't worry. You're also equally loved by the NSO group. 
And this malware is called the Chrysor. Now, in Greek mythology, Pegasus' brother is Chrysor. So according to Google, Chrysor is believed to be related to Pegasus software. And at the 2017 Security Analyst Summit held by Kaspersky Lab, researchers revealed that Pegasus was available for Android in addition to iOS. Its functionality is similar to iOS version, but the mode of attack is different. Obviously, two different operating systems, um, the mode of attack and, and the kind of uh, system level software are going to be different. Android version tries to gain root access, similar to jailbreaking as how you see in iOS. If it fails, it asks the user for permission to enable it to harvest at least some data. So it's kind of nice to use like, oops, I tried, didn't work. Can you please give me some permission so that I can do what I need to do, please? Thank you. And um, at that time, Google said that there was only a few Android phone has been infected. Today, we really have no clue what's the extent of the kind of vulnerability that are there. It's compounded with the fact that a lot of users don't really change their phones. You buy one phone, you invest so much money on it. And based on what I've seen just looking around what people use, a lot of people do use outdated, no longer supported devices. And vendors are equally dif difficult because they, they have something that is called as uh, planned obsolescence, where they want you to buy the latest and greatest so that they can continue development and indirectly forcing you to buy a new device. So, um, there's been a number of controversies uh, that's surrounded this, uh, this software, Pegasus. Um, and... You know, it's it's not just in, in one country. Today, we're going to talk about what's happening in Thailand uh, very recently. Um, this software has been used in a lot of countries. You're talking about Armenia, Azerbaijan, Bahrain, Djibouti, Egypt, El Salvador, Estonia, and Finland. Uh, interestingly, in Finland, in January 2022, uh, the Finnish Foreign Ministry reported that several Phones of the Finnish diplomats have been infected with Pegasus spyware. July 2021, Le Monde reports that President of France, Emmanuel Macron, and 14 ministers were flagged as potential Pegasus targets for Pegasus spying by Morocco. Of course, Moroccan authorities denied using Pegasus and labeled the allegation as unfounded and false. Um, Germany had the same issue, Ukraine, India... Well, quite quite a fair bit of uh, Pegasus usage in India was uh, revealed. In late 2019, Facebook initiated a suit against NSO claiming that Pegasus has been used to intercept WhatsApp communications of a number of activists, journalists, bureaucrats in India, leading to an accusation that Indian government was involved. 17 individuals, including human rights activists, scholars and journalists, confirmed to an Indian publication that they had indeed been targeted. So, as you can see, there's a lot of countries that's, that's been involved and this issue is not just going to go away that easily. And the reason why it blew out of proportion was, of course, um, the murder of Jamal Khashoggi, the Washington Post journalist. Uh, there's a few others. Uh, for example, the assassination of the journalist Cecilio Pineda Bertro. Uh, Cecilio is a Mexican freelance journalist 
who was assassinated by a hitman while resting in a hammock by a car wash. Oh my God. There was a hammock at a car wash? Now, I want to sit there, but I don't want to get assassinated. So Brito has been reporting the ties between uh, local politicians and criminal organizations and had received anonymous death threats uh, during the weeks preceding to the assassination. And about the same time, his phone number was selected as a possible target by the Pegasus surveillance by the Mexican Pegasus client. Pegasus spyware has been used uh, on to, to ascertain his location uh, by geolocating his phone, and from there, uh, it was uh, it was foretold that he was assassinated. However, um, his phone automatically disappeared from the scene of the murder. And surprisingly, I mean, while Pegasus uh, NSO group says that uh, their software is only used by government agencies, there has been reports of Pegasus being used by drug cartels and cartel-entwined government actors to target and intimidate journalists, specifically in Mexico. Enjoying the show so far? Subscribe now so that you don't miss out on the latest episode. We are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many other platforms. Visit podcast.securitylaw.asia to get the links to subscribe. So, a lot of very interesting uh, use of this supposedly for legal use only, but um, it's been used a lot. And talking about Saudi Arabia, uh, I've mentioned earlier about uh, the murder of uh, Jamal Khashoggi. Uh, and um, as a result, um, it seems that NSO Group had um, had decided no longer to serve Saudi Arabia. In December 2018 specifically, a New York Times investigation concluded that the Pegasus software played a role in Khashoggi's murder, uh, with a friend of Khashoggi stating in a in a filing that Saudi authorities had used the Israeli-made software to spy on the dissident. Uh, NSO CEO stated that the company had not been involved in the terrible murder, but declined the comment that he had personally traveled to Saudi capital Riyadh for a $55 million Pegasus sale. So there's a lot of very interesting uh, conundrums happening in this. Now, the one that was quite interesting to me personally was that Pegasus was also used to spy on Jeff Bezos. Surprise, surprise. Um, and everyone knows Jeff Bezos is the CEO, former CEO of AWS. Uh, this happened after Mohammed bin Salman, the crown prince of Saudi Arabia, exchanged uh, messages with him that exploited the then unknown vulnerability in WhatsApp. So uh, it seems to me that NSO Group actively researches on unknown vulnerabilities in order for uh, NSO to use it together with their Pegasus malware. The last issue that uh, was covering NSO, Pegasus, and a New York Times correspondent who was covering the Middle East, Ben Hubbard, 
revealed in October 2021 that Saudi Arabia had used NSO Group's Pegasus software to hack into his phone. Hubbard was targeted repeatedly over a three-year period between June 2018 and June 2021 while he was reporting on Saudi Arabia and writing a book about the Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman. Hubbard was possibly targeted for writing the book about the Crown Prince and his involvement in revealing the UAE's hacking and surveillance attempt of Project Raven. Saudis attempted to peek into Hubbard's personal information twice in 2018, one through a suspicious text message and the other through an Arabic WhatsApp message inviting him to a protest at a Saudi embassy in Washington. Two other attacks were launched against him in 2020 and 2021 using the zero-click hacking method. Lastly, on June 13, 2021, an iPhone belonging to Hubbard was successfully hacked using the forced entry exploit. Citizens Lab said in high confidence that the four attacks were attempted using Pegasus. So now we've covered extensively about how Pegasus has been used all over the world and specifically in, in some instances in the Middle East. So let's look at what's happened around the region. Now before jumping into the region, let's see what's going on with NSO itself. Now, in the United States, uh, the government has blacklisted NSO for actions contrary to the foreign policy and national security interests of the United States of America. This software creator is also facing multiple legal actions or criticism from other global tech companies, uh, such as Microsoft Corporation, Meta Platforms, owner of Facebook, WhatsApp, and Instagram, Alphabet Incorporated, which is Google, and Cisco Systems. WhatsApp claims uh, that senior state officials, journalists, human rights defenders and activists were amongst 1,400 individuals targeted by governments using NSO spyware in 2019. So as I mentioned earlier, NSO suspended its business with Saudi Arabia in April 2019 following allegations that Pegasus was used to track and kill that journalist. Uh, months before he was assassinated in the Saudi consulate of Istanbul. So, let's jump into what's happened in Thailand. We start the timeline at 4th December 2021, when Thai PBS World reported that Pegasus malware had been used to infect mobile devices. This comes after eight critics of the Thai government was reportedly warned by Apple Incorporated that their smartphone was targeted. Those reportedly targeted in Thailand include the human rights lawyer and activist Arnon Nampa, rap against dictatorship musician Dekathon Hok Bamrung Mwan, academic Prajak Krong Kiriti, and Yingchip Atchanont from the pressure group ILaw. The timeline then moves down to 17 July, very recently when Citizen Labs announced key findings whereby they've discovered an extensive espionage campaign targeting Thai pro-democracy protesters and activists calling for reforms in the monarchy. Citizen Lab forensically confirmed that at least 30 individuals were infected with NSO Group's Pegasus spyware. The observed infection took place between October 2020 
and November 2021. The ongoing investigation was triggered by a notification sent by Apple to Thai civil society members in November 2021. Following the notification, multiple recipients made contact with the civil society groups, including civil labs. The report describes the result of an ensuing collaborative investigation by Citizen Labs, Thai NGOs, ILaw, and Digital Reach. A sample of the victims were independently analyzed by Amnesty International Security Labs, which confirms the methodology used to determine the Pegasus infection. Now, two days later, on July 19, Thai police denied the use of Pegasus spyware on the activists. This was reported by Bangkok Post. Police Colonel Kisana Patana Charon, a deputy spokesman for the National Police, uh, emphasized this on Tuesday. The, the very next day, on 20th July, Thai minister acknowledges the use of Pegasus. The Minister for Digital Economy and Society, Chai Wood Tanakamana Kamanuson, said in Parliament late on Tuesday that he's aware that the Thai authorities use spyware in a quote-unquote limited cases but did not specify which government agency used such software, which program was used, and who were the individuals that were targeted. Surprisingly or not, two days later on 22nd July, uh, the same minister said he's aware of the software being used for national security and drug-related cases. But on the final day of debate, Chai Wood mentioned that his comments were a general observation, but not specifically about Thailand. He said this uh, on Parliament on Friday that, I said I knew of the system that is used on security and drug but I did not say that it was existed in the Thai government. So it's rather interesting to see how the minister has backtracked suddenly on the claim on the use of Pegasus. Now, based on the invoices that was leaked uh, during hacking team's uh, expose, it was obvious that governments around Southeast Asia did indeed purchase uh, the use of Pegasus software. Now, we don't know whether this software is uh, on-prem, where you buy, you install, you run the campaign, or is it something like a cloud-type service where you not only have a malware delivery platform, but you also have a cloud uh, C2 command and control where you're able to see what's happening at the client, be able to pull data from the devices and... You know, if you can pull data, you can even plant data. I think we've seen in, in some of the cases in the past where some of these tools are used to even incriminate uh, activists, dissidents uh, in the past. So this is going to be an interesting case because the use of this software is always very controversial. In one hand, uh, the governments will say they need this software because they want to keep the bad guys on the check. And on the other end, you have the use of this software going beyond what it was originally intended for. So rather than using it for good, we now see this software being used 
for political reasons or for reasons that are not uh, in common eyes justifiable. So I don't foresee this to end uh, here because of all the secrecies surrounding the use and how these softwares are being propagated. Um, in the event, if you're listening to this podcast and if you think you may be one of those who are targeted, you can reach out to us uh, at Security Law. You can drop us an email, info at securitylaw.asia. And we have security experts in the panel who's able to help you forensically identify if you have any of these issues. Now, most of these services are usually paid service, but uh, in the interest of general public, I'm sure we can arm twist some of our good friends in, in the technical side to do a public service. So if you have anything uh, that you'd like to know more or if you believe that you may be a potential target for these kind of uh, malware, get in touch with us and let's see what we can do. And until we meet again, have a good day. Thanks for joining us this week on Security Lab. Make sure to visit our website at securitylab.asia where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Spotify or via RSS so you'll never miss a show. 